I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley, sleep deprived, but this is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Episode 57? I don't know, man. I truly don't know. I am, I'm running on fumes, the good fumes, um, the the Lord's fumes. That good I believe. I believe you're running on some fantastic fumes, and I believe you have an uh, announcement. Yeah, best week, best week of my life, guys. Listen, we welcomed into the world on December 30th, little gorgeous charlotte mary ackley um very excited very excited uh everything went well mom and baby are doing good minus some covid but uh everything went well very smooth uh especially since i wasn't the one doing it um but i you know i think there is something to be said kev for the fact that uh you know charlotte was born on uh december 30th which is the same birthday so she'll share a birthday with tiger woods that is epic that's like one of the most epic things i've ever heard first of all congratulations i'm very happy for Thank for you. both of you guys oh yeah um I, but other than just being excited about the fact that i have a podcast niece i'm really excited that her birthday is tiger woods birthday Oh yeah, and she'll be making an appearance. She she will be surely making an appearance soon. Um, she hasn't started talking. I, I thought I would get a life in the rough out of her within the first couple of days. The doctor looked at me crooked. Um, and well, was being like, your daughter, I mean, I'm surprised I, she didn't come out of the womb talking. I well, I said the same thing. I said, guys, listen, <laughs> do not be surprised if she is mid sentence as she comes into the earth. Uh, and uh, no, no, just <laughs> into a little, the earth. Yeah, well, I guess she was already in the earth. In the Kev, delirious. I am delirious. I'll tell you, I wake up and think that I need to change my own diaper, and I'm not even wearing one. <laughs> um, she was born five, six days ago now, right? It, it, it we're a January 4th, uh, born on the 30th. This is day five, six. Uh, okay. Yeah. So over under hours of sleep you've had in the last five to six days i'm gonna put it at 25 oh under under but it's, i was, I it's was gonna say 22 there, there, oh. it's a good it, like it's a it's a good not sleeping like you don't you'd think that you'd hate your life yeah. but when you are going to like see that bundle of joy you're like all right it's it's all about it. like she gives oh, you a yeah. crack smile and you're like all right i don't care that you just i've got to clean up poop off your back where it's 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 awesome um and listen, you know, Charlotte, she, I think she had like smiled when I said, what do you think about the nickname Charlie? You know, I'm not trying to, not trying to, you know, <clears throat> go down that road already, but I will say um, by 2000, I'll put um, Nellie Corda on, on notice right now. Um, the PNC 2042, you better watch out for Charlotte. I'm telling you, she's coming for you. You better rake up as many majors as possible in the next Ooh. 20 years, Char- uh, uh, Nelly, because uh, Charlotte's coming for you. She's going to have the auto stinger. I, I mean, obviously. Uh, uh, Kev, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding her this afternoon and uh, you know, just standing next to my golf clubs and she's just open. She's just, gr- she's just looking at them. She's just like, wow, those are so shiny. Those look so great. I was like, they are great. I mean, I cleaned them yesterday. Um, no, I did not. There was no time for cleaning them, but uh, th- this time of the year indoor, I'm not getting them dirty. So they've been clean. 
Oh, hundred hundred percent. Are you gonna do like the Earl Woods, like feed her her meals while you were like hitting balls in the garage and oh, stuff like that? I've thought about it, and you know when I mentioned it, I didn't get I didn't get the look that I thought I was gonna get from Courtney. So hey, listen, I think that it it worked out for Tiger, and I think it, it could work out for Charlotte. Um, I'm certainly not gonna bang hookers in the Winnebago at the local. Um, <laughs> Driving range. The Winnebago. The ba- well, because the banging. See what I did there? It was a little play on words. Made a new word. Um, but oh, man. it would. Um, yeah, no, it'll be similar. Speaking of, before I only because I said local golf course, it made me think of this. I saw an article today that remember how I had said that um, uh, Twin Hills had like bought uh, Tallwood. Yes, I scrolled past this article. I think you I saw I know what you're talking about. I almost yeah. texted you about it. The Hartford Business Journal put something out about it. Um, so, oh, yeah. You can only click on like three of those a month or something, too. So I probably didn't click. <laughs> so first thing that was interesting. So essentially, it's a like a private uh, um, a private Equity. money. They bought, yeah. you know, as one of their investments, they bought Twin Hills back in 2017 or 2018. This is another investment. Um, of theirs yeah. so but listen how crazy this is what do you think oh or do you already know what it sold for that is exactly i was gonna say i wonder if you're gonna bring up the same thing i was gonna bring up is, i know exactly what it sold for and i was shocked at how low it was is this right? a joke like i have i have friends that have houses that cost more than this and that's not to be like oh my god they're so rich it's they live in fairfield county um but 1.5 one bedroom yeah yeah but <laughs> 1.5 million dollars for for a golf course that is already set up for 18 holes has a practice facility, has a driving range with, with where the market is for property right now. Like I was, I was shocked to look at that number. Um, It had me thinking to my head. Like I did, like I said, I scrolled past the article, but I saw that because I was in the headline and I was just shocked about it. And it had me legitimately thinking like, wow, like, Maybe one day I could own a golf course. It's not that much money. <laughs> Kev, my family's golf course was for, they put it on the market for $3 million. Granted, it never sold. So who's to say that that was actually something that someone would pay for it? But that was but like that a part three course, a right? Part three course. It, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it just, I thought it was very strange. It seemed to really low to me. Um, but whatever. I just, I thought it was interesting when I saw it. So I had, I had wanted to, um, wanted to mention wow. it. Um, That's so funny that you would bring that up. Cause I forgot. I even scrolled past that article earlier and that was the one thing I took away. I was like, wow, that seems really, really low. Well, and, and that's the sort of information you're going to get here on life in the rough, the podcast guys, you will get that inside track. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on the podcast about a month ago. Um, you know, it didn't hit, uh, you know, Main Street public records till today, but uh, don't worry, don't worry. Your boy's got the line on the inside track, um, and that's what oh, we yeah. do. Dude, another thing. Um, sorry, I didn't mean uh, no, to interrupt you like that. It just kept. I just wanted to let um, everybody know one last thing. If you didn't take advantage of getting somebody the right gift and they sent that shit back, they you got your credit back to your credit card. Do them a favor, get them set, get them an ace pinned rangefinder. I get none but birdies now. Well, but, eh, all right. Oh yeah. 
Well, let me tell you, the three putt, we've got to work on the putting, Kev. Clearly, we need to work on the putting. But I know my number. I stay dialed in. And um, I don't think there's a better product out there for the price. I, when you're talking about what you get for what you're, what you're paying for and what you're getting, this is the best product I've seen. Less than $200. It, vibration when you're locked in on the target. USB charging. It lasts up to like 50, 50 rounds in between. Most people don't play 50 rounds a year. We do because we're in the industry, but most people don't. So let's be honest. If you get a rangefinder that you only have to charge once a year, that sounds like a no brainer in itself. So head on over to um, crush the link that will be in the show notes. Crush or go over to pin.com and use life in the rough as your uh, promo code. And you're going to get 20% off the ACE rangefinder. So, do that so in the next three months you don't have any any excuses while why you're not hitting the correct number i don't want to hear it i thought i was hitting a nine i grabbed a six bullshit your rangefinder said that you were 156 and you were actually 143 so get dialed in check that man trust me it's gonna get you dialed in brian's dialed in you're so dialed in people have been calling you the operator i hear dude the other day i i I dialed into Charlotte. I, I was like, yeah, she's 6.2 yards away. All right, we're going to get a little closer. Nothing about that last sentence shocks me at all. <laughs> um, going back to uh, Tallwood selling for $1.5 which seems incredibly low. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy uh, who lives out in um, California, who I'm actually going to the PGA Championship with um, in, uh, in May, I know. He, did uh, you? And I'm still waiting on the follow up for my my ticket. Um, oh, I don't know why you're still waiting. You're not getting one. Um, anyway, <laughs> trust me, man. I'd get you one if I could. Uh, I, how I about have a your feeling fr- you'll have a hard time getting to May, getting to Tulsa in May. For there a, are things you, there are things you can get away for. All right, but listen. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can pull some strings. Um, but my buddy, I'll take um, his ticket. I don't care. At, um, he works for Coinbase um like the uh you, yeah no i use them for my yeah, you're familiar with and he was telling me about this uh, i forget i forget exactly what it's called but there's like this group of people that started talking about trying to like pool their cryptocurrency and buy a golf course with crypto so it would be like a private course that like all these people what? collectively own yeah really really cool and like it's kind of like a I don't know. Like he's like in the industry, like he's way more in tune with like how all that kind of shit works, but um, oh, maybe we can get him on. That might be an interesting thing to talk about. Kind of a, a cool story. He was telling me about it. He wrote an article and actually sent it to me. Um, but I thought, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Dude, that's sick. I would love to be a part of something like that. Hell yeah. I was looking at time hop uh, as I tend to do um, when I get yes. a free minute or two. And um, you know, it reminded me of something that happened about this time last year as time hop tends to do pretty, uh, pretty on point. Um, Kev, I was real pissed off about it. I was real pissed when I watched the video. Um, I was pissed when I made the video a year ago. Um, and it also makes me think maybe I should stop taking these videos because it just, the anger kind of just stews and it just, Oh yeah. Um, so last year around this time, I lost a match play event. Um, to a 36 handicap. Um, now, someone would probably say, Brian, God, come on, you're playing nine holes. This guy is a 36 handicap. You can't beat him. What's wrong with you? Huh? 
what was in your juice tonight. Well, the issue, Kev, was that he shot a net 12 under par on nine holes. This this angered me. Um, I, I thought it was valid. Um, I bitched about it. Put it on social media. It was a live rant. Won't do that again. But I'm still pissed. That's ridiculous. Uh, are Dude, you, that 12 like under on nine. Come on. What am I supposed to do? Well, 12 net. Like if you shoot net even, that's technically one of your very, that's one of your good rounds. Oh yeah. If you shoot net two under, that's a great, like, like that's just ridiculous. My best round of the year was like a net two or three under. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. you shot net 12. On, first of all, a 36 handicap is kind of like, I almost feel like the handicap system should cap something. And I know it was virtual, so I'm sure the system works a little bit differently, but I almost feel like there should be some sort of cap for handicaps that you can't go above, or at least like for your league, like you should have people flighted maybe. I don't know. Well, in the league we're in this year, it is flighted. So it'll be a little bit different. I don't. Okay. I hope so. It better not be the same. Oh, no. It, I, it, I, I, there would be things to be said about it. Um, I, I, um, something I had wanted to mention um, earlier, it had slipped my mind. I had saw, so uh, on Tiger's birthday last week, um, waiting in, you know, waiting at the hospital, just killing time, scrolling, scrolling through um, Instagram and saw some pretty wild stats. And um, everyone, you know, obviously knows the, the, the big stat about like the best score to par through majors with, um, you know, Tiger, um, through 97 to 2009, he was 134 under par and the closest to him was Phil Mickelson at plus 90, 99 over par. Um, yeah. most people know that one, but there were some others that Wait, real- what was that? What was that time span from 97 to 2009? Oh, okay. I actually, that's really weird. I have a, a screenshot of a similar fact from, uh, I must be from like a year ago on my phone. And it's 97 to 2013. And oh. um, Tiger, minus 126. And the next closest, Phil is actually the second closest at 128 over. This other guy, Steve Flesh, 125 over. Oh, That's gee. a 251 stroke difference. Oh, okay. So that is better because in this one, Phil would have been 250 strokes. Oh, wow. Um, but there was one, um, in terms of a winning percentage with a 54 hole leader, um, PGA tour average. And this past year was 26.7 PGA tour over the last 10 years was 42.4%. And then tiger Woods's average, uh, was 95.7%. His average, his Uh conversion rate of having the lead on Sunday, right? A 54 hole leader converting into a, into a win. He was He's 44 for 46. Dude, that is wild. I, I've seen that stat before, and I was like, he has so many stats like that. Well, like I, and, I, right, and he was so dominant. There was another one because over the last 10 seasons, like players with a three-shot lead entering the final round were converting at like 61% of the time or something like that. Yeah. Um, A three-shot lead in the final round, only a 61% close rate tigers 25 for 25 100 guys never yeah. lost a three-shot lead on a sunday 
And um, from 2004 to 2006, Tiger had like 1,500 um, putts from three feet and in, and he only missed three of them. That's crazy. And the, Dude, I think – go ahead. No, keep no, going. And the keep last going. one, the last one, yeah. uh, in the last 60 years, there have been three instances of a player winning five or more um, PGA events to start the year in a row. It was, and there are three instances of it. Uh, they belong to Tiger Woods, who did it seven times, Tiger Woods six events, and Tiger Woods five events. The guy, he's the only one that's ever done it, and he did it five straight events, six straight events, seven straight events. That's yeah. seven consecutive tournaments to start the season? Yeah. Does it have to be that, uh, you might not have this with the fact, with the fact, is it have to be like no, start, he played? No, starts, or like, in, starts in a row. Starts in a row. Okay. Yeah. That, either so, way, I was just curious. Yeah, it could have is. been, you know, the year before going into the first couple. But, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit if you don't win a tournament that you don't play in? It, well, well, no, no, I, I agree. I um, do. I think the crazy thing about Tiger, it like, obviously, like, skill level-wise, athleticism-wise, he's definitely, like, a notch above everybody else that was on tour, like, especially, like, during his peak or whatever. But, like, on any given day, like – one of those guys can come out and just throw a number out there. You know what I mean? But his mental game and his composure and like how well he performed just like under pressure and everything is what truly like set him so far apart of everybody. Like he was just like, like, like you said, like he converted almost all of his leads. Like he's like the kind of guy, like there's blood in the water and like, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Well, he plays smart golf. He would, I've got a three yep. shot lead going into Sunday. Okay. I can birdie every par five by playing it safe. Yep. Um, so I'm four under. Uh, now you've got to shoot seven under to uh, to even tie me. Go ahead. I'm going to hit three wood into fairways. I'm gonna, he, it's just when you're that mentally strong, it's such combined a, with being just physically skilled. Oh, yeah, too. yeah, for sure. We've yeah. all seen the shots. The, the incredible shots out of the rough, out of the sand. He just, he knows how to hit every shot that we all think like, I wonder what the fuck I should do here. And he's like, I know where I'm going to hit this. I know how it, it's just so incredible to watch. I, it's just so sad that he got, you know, the injuries that plagued his career. Like what could have been? Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I thought it was interesting how you're saying how he like plays smart too, especially with the lead. I, I forget what the specific tournament was, but he um he was like coming down, it was either a playoff or he was like coming down the stretch and it was close, but I think he had a lead 17 or 18, and it's like a front left pin and it's like all water on the left, and it's like safe on the right. I think there might be bunkers to the right of the green or whatever, and he throws a dart i want to say it's to like two or three feet something crazy like an insane shot and it, like it was it's not like he was 80 yards out either like he had like a, a probably like a mid iron in his hand and they were talking to him afterwards and he was like it's probably one of my worst shots of the day i like way overhooked it i was trying to play safe to the right right of the green like he was playing smart and because he right. was playing smart he hit that bad shot and he still ended up he ended up right next to the pin because he messed up well, and and I think we've mentioned this before. Um, he his whole career is about avoiding the big miss. That yeah. Hank Haney's book is called The Big Miss. Like it's literally 
Listen, I, I don't hit the shot the best. That's fine. I just need to not hit a shot that I can't recover from. I, I need 100%. to hit a shot that's not going to take me out of play. And yeah, I, I feel like we've said it so much, but he's just so impressive when you, you know, things come up like this and you look back on his career and it's like, wow. In turn, like, and then with how competitive it is now, I do wonder how much it is because there's certainly a difference, right? The field is much more competitive. He created that. All right. All these players are playing right now because Tiger Woods opened up the sport. Yeah. Per, no one would play because there wasn't a lot of money in golf. You look at what these golfers like Ben Hogan and all those guys brought. Well, Ben Hogan, I guess a little bit older, but like even like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas, like the money they brought in, even from winning all the tournaments they brought in is peanuts compared to like, Colin Morikawa probably has more earnings already on tour. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just what Tiger has brought to the game is different, but I do wonder how much of it I, – I don't know how I'm trying what I'm trying to say here. Like, Tiger compared to the field then, how much better he was than everyone. If he had never gotten hurt, put all those players that are in the field now in the field back then how much would he have still been beating them by when he was in his prime? I still think he would have been right. Well, that's what I'm saying about his like mental capacity. And like, he was like so mentally strong. And also like, because he was like that, he was, he was like an intimidator. You know what I mean? Like without even like needing, like people were just intimidated by him, which like makes almost like he just plays, goes out there and like, he looks like he's playing aggressive because he's swinging hard. Like you said, like he's, he's obviously hitting the right shots and hitting the smart shots or whatever, but I think he like, he like, I don't know, like he intimidates the field. He's so mentally strong. And it's like, they know that like, they have to come out and play four perfect rounds to beat him. Well, also when 50,000 people, well, maybe that's a little bit high of a number, but when thousands of people are surrounding you every single day, because you're paired next to Tiger Woods, or there's going to be two more million people at a tournament because Tiger's playing in the tournament. Like, all that stuff is pressure that he adds without just by showing up, you know? No, and it, it works for him. Cause like he was, he was literally raised for that. Like he okay. was on like the Carson like, show like, yeah, like four, you know what I mean? Like, Dude, I think it was for the, for the spot or maybe it was Rory, but one of them, it, they were, it was like two and a half or something like that. And oh yeah. And Tiger was like in like, in the news and in the spotlight from like the time he was four and like all the way through his childhood. So and, you know what I mean? Like, and which is going to be so great about Charlotte because of all this, the media outlets that we have now, I'm not going to need to wait for that call. Are you kidding me? Oh, geez. She's going to be a, a media mogul by the time she's one and a half, just because she's going to be draining putts like her daddy. Maybe she'll have her own podcast brought to you by life in the rough. I, we could, we could discuss it, but I'd really want her to, you know, work on her grammar before we we went down that road we want to put out a good product yeah grammar vernacular the whole thing you know um yeah we'll get her we'll get her brushed up on her curse words she'll make an appearance on the podcast soon oh she better she better um wow dude fucking tiger i don't know how we ended up walking taking a walk down tiger i don't either but but those facts are wild they they are um and it's just because like i guess the the stats that I find so ridiculous are his close out ability. Like, oh yeah, he he finished his tournaments. Like the the three shot lead sort of thing. 
I can't tell you how many times I've bet on a guy that's three strokes off the lead on a Sunday going in. And they're only like maybe plus 350. Like you're expecting the guy in the lead to fail. And it there's there's a shit ton of reasons why. It could be somebody who they strung together some really good rounds or maybe two really good rounds and one bad round, but they've found themselves there on a Sunday. They're not yeah. one of the top players in the world. Therefore, the pressure is going to hit them different. Like it with golf, it's so it's so much different that like depending on who's in the lead, you can't just say some some player X has the lead by three strokes on Sunday. What are his odds? Well, well, is it Tiger Woods or is it right. Russell Knox? Like I I need to know who Jason am I? Kokrak. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> And there are so many people that I wouldn't bet on. Like I wouldn't bet on, I wouldn't bet on Phil on a Sunday. Phil, his, his game is erratic. Um, Sometimes he, a lot of times he won't play the right shot. He's amazing with a short game, but depending on who he's playing it, like I would take a Justin Johnson. I like, I would take the guys that I know are going to get me those extra low numbers. Probably wouldn't take Brooks. Brooks has burned me way too many times. The guy, he's just got such a great life. I don't think he gives a fuck about playing good golf. I I just don't think he cares. Dude, I think it's funny that you brought up Phil, and I'm kind of going to use this as a segue for something that I know you obviously want to talk about, but he's kind of like the definition of a guy that is like a low floor, high ceiling fantasy play. Like he might post like an 82, but he also might post a 62. Whereas you can get somebody else in there that like, they're probably going to be between 67 and 75. You know what I mean? I do. So I would, this is certainly not a DFS uh, um, golf podcast at all, but I would agree with that. Like in certain tournaments. And I, I would agree the same kind of line is um, tiger woods, but tiger doesn't play as much. So it wouldn't, Yeah, it's only, you know, it only goes so far, but in a, in any uh, fantasy, any betting, any daily sort of thing, I would take Tiger in the Masters every year. There's just no one that knows the course better than he does. And, and you know that we're talking about like down to a foot on the green. Like that's yeah. one pace too far to the right. That's one pace too far to the left. Oh, you think the middle of the fairway is where you want to be here? Yeah, good luck. Watch that roll 40 yards to the left. Like there's no one that knows the course better than him. Um, yeah. So I would always take him there. Um, but you're right. If Phil gets hot and hits fairways and hits greens, he, he should do well. It's just Phil finds himself in trouble quite often. Right. And like, listen, like I agree with what you're saying. Kiowa is not a place I would ever start Phil at. I don't think just due to his like erraticness off the tee, but I don't know how he fucking won there. Well, that's a, that's a life. That's one of those, you know, lifelong goals. That's something you're striving for there. You, there's, those are those external on those, those factors that you can't be really explained. It's like that, that force. That's like the intangibles, the intangibles. There we go. Is that See the word we're looking for there. You go. I've got a dictionary by him at all times. They call me Miriam Webster. Um, Speaking of fantasy, though, didn't you had some fantasy season just wrapped up for football? Didn't you have uh, yeah. some? Uh... I so I did not. Uh, obviously, we are golf related here, but guys, I I won a, a fantasy. League. So I'm in three leagues. Um, didn't make the playoffs in two of them, but I will say, Kev, we're in one league together. Um, that you 
you crushed the whole season in. Um, <clears throat> I ended up coming fifth. I don't make the playoffs. I don't like that. I, I felt a little left out. I, I ten, 10 teams in the league. I feel like, I don't know, maybe more should have got in. Maybe exact one wild thing. card. Maybe one wild card. Maybe just one. Maybe just one. All right. I, I'm, I'm the exact fifth. same thing happened to me in my other league. <laughs> I um, came in fifth place. <laughs> and, you know, whatever. All right, whatever. Um, but then the other league, I came in fourth place. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Sorry. I came in eighth place with four wins i went four and ten it was despicable but then in the league that i run with all my buddies from college i went seven and seven took the sixth seed got into the playoffs this is why i want six seeds and i ran the table um tell me more tell me more but ran the table with uh, a uh, with some band-aids and some gauze let me tell you so james robbins goes out uh, Gibson goes down with COVID like two days before the, a couple days before the game. So I pick up, I pick up um, Washington's backup, but I don't even start him because I just have a feeling about Boston Scott, even though that Howard's their lead guy. I was like, no, Boston Scott's going to have a day had him or picked up him. I already had Daryl Williams. Um, so I had them and then I put in uh, the quarterback for the Ravens. Dude, I'm just, yeah, but yeah, he only had right? no like 12 points didn't do oh. very didn't do very well didn't have any passing touchdowns so that did or maybe at for know. a backup quarterback at any 12 points i'll take hey that. for sure um it, it worked out won the championship the second time winning for me and i believe this is eight years it's the, the um league's been going around so i feel pretty good about that i mean 25 percent. and i i'm pretty sure last time kev i was the six seed getting in winning the champion i'm like the new york giants it might look ugly all year and you might have zero faith in them but we're gonna get it done we're gonna get it done and i will say it's kind of bullshit because like in retrospect i thought my team was amazing well minus the the james robinson gibson running back situation they're great players but they didn't they weren't used the way they should the whole year but i had Debo samuel Devonte adams tyler lockett like those guys are studs mike williams he he was a imitation of a good player for a little while um yeah. kyler murray started great ended up a fraud so yeah. I, had to, I had to roll the dice he wasn't gonna do it i was scared against dude Dallas. huntley was a good huntley was a good play and dude honestly the boston scott play fantastic play and it's funny that you picked up patterson because i'm pretty sure patterson scored like five minutes into the game i, I was, was like the first fuck touchdown me. on sunday yep yeah, I was like, oh fuck me. Oh, those yeah. bench points are bench point. Dude, I had so many points on my bench. I had Chicago's defense. I put in Miami instead of Chicago like an idiot. Oh, it, I mean, in well, I mean, Chicago, Fury, Chicago was play good, again. The Giants, they were rotating quarterbacks. Yeah. I knew I but Miami's been playing so good. So whatever. Yeah. Listen, it didn't cost me. I still won by like 25 points. Um, bringing the trophy back home. Um, my cousin, uh, John brought it over to the trophy place yesterday. He actually brought it over prior to the, the finals even being wrapped up because I was up by like 40 and yeah, listen, that, that's wow. what happens. So yeah, the, the ultimate flex, um, the trophies come back home. Courtney's going to hate it. Um, and how I hope, go ahead. Have you had the trophy the entirety of the like the entire life of the league? No, uh, we got the trophy after year one, I think. And okay. then Billy DeBacco broke it. I forget how he dropped it, but shattered into pieces. He gave it to my cousin, John. I think my cousin, John might've glued it back together, but either way, Billy, what a stand-up guy bought a new trophy without even telling anyone about it. 
Um, and this is a nice trophy. Like it's got, it's probably like eight inches tall as a platform with, you know, the four sides for plaques to be on. And then it's a big football. Um, that's probably about 12 to 15 inches tall. So like the whole trophy is probably about cool. two feet tall. That's um, awesome. How did you, um, did you do something like the loser of the first season had to buy it? Honestly, it was only like a hundred bucks. So there's 10 oh, so of us. We, just, 10 we just threw 10 bucks in. Um, hmm. And I want to get like a trophy or something like that for one, one of like the leagues I'm in that's been kind of long running and I've, I haven't really looked into it, but I was just kind of no, curious. Yeah, and I like when people have belts, you know, like the WWE belts. Yeah, I like that. They just don't belts. sit as well. Like they don't, they don't store no, away you as well. You're you not going to put a belt that. on your, on your mantle. Like, oh, well we used to have an activity scene there, but it's now March. So my, my championship belt is back up there. Yeah. Like, that that would be funny, just like right above the fireplace, just mounted up on the wall. Charlotte, don't touch Daddy's belt. <laughs> People are like, funny. I heard screaming from the house next door. I heard him say something about a belt. I don't know. We called the cops. Officer, officer, you can clearly see these little tiny fingerprints on my belt. Uh, officer, it, she tried to discount double check with my championship belt. I, you obviously don't do that. Jeez. Do you see the smudge stains? You see oh. the sticky fingers? Jesus. I wear white gloves when I carry this sir, belt. Sir, sir, you play fantasy, right? You play fantasy football. Come on, you understand. You get it. You get it. Well, like, hey, before I leave, where do you get that belt? Oh, yeah, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Yeah, exactly. um, we're, we'll get one for fantasy golf. That's going to be starting up soon. We got a month. We're about a month away from that. That Race would be management cool. Open is um, starts uh, February 7th. I'm trying to think if there would be like a cool like first golf. tournament is Super Bowl Sunday. Well, it'd be like any trophy. There'd just be a golf thing on top of it. No, well, I know that's what I'm trying to think. Are you thinking like a like a like a golf guy? Or are you thinking like honestly? A golf ball, I'm thinking a life in the rough logo. <laughs> I don't hate that. <laughs> let's let's force this marketing on anyone. No, what we'll do is we'll call the league like the Life, Life in, in the, the Rough followers. Invitational League. Or <laughs> the Obligational Life in the Rough Invitational Fantasy League. Uh, yes. Remember the IOI? Oh, yeah. I chipped in for Eagle at the IOI. I was thinking about that the other day. I was trying to think of like I was listening to another podcast and somebody asked like, Oh, what was like your best shot of the year or whatever. And I was like, kind of like trying to like rack my brain, seeing if I could think of like, they asked him, I think like your best shot of the year. And if you could take like one mulligan on the year, huh. and I was trying to think of both of them. One mulligan. I'm like, like, what do you play one time? Right. Well, dude, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it was the, they were asking Max Homa. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah. Okay, cool. So he like, can think of tournaments. Yeah, guess, for like, sure. Guys, guys having no brouhaha's on the course, unless no, he's in no. Baker's Bay, of course. Which, of course, of course, of course, of definitely. Course. But yeah, I don't know. It got me thinking. I was like trying to think, and I was like, oh yeah, I chipped in for Eagle at the IOI. That was pretty damn cool. You lost it, but well, that's why I couldn't really <laughs> title that my my favorite, my best shot of the year. Cause you blew it. I know. Could you like if I asked you like if you like either had your best shot of the year or like, if you had like, could get one shot back on the year, is there anything you can think of? Um, recent, no, not like one specific shot. Um, no, definitely not. I mean, I, I can remember like the last time playing outside, I was going to 
easily finished the round. I was just off the green uh, on a par five to finish um, the front nine at uh, Anderson Glen. And I scolded it right over the green and with just with a wedge. I just fuck it. And, and I'm just like, what an asshole. Like yeah. I still got in for par, but I'm just like, what an asshole. Like it would have been, it's such an easy birdie putt. Probably like probably a tap in birdie. Like realistically, like I'm that confident. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't be clearly because of what happened here, but like, it's just things like that, that really pissed me off. Um, I, I know I need to work on a lot of things and I, because of my drive, I, I, it's either I'm a fairway finder or I'm a fucking a punch out penguin. And I don't know why penguins punch out, but it like, I've got just two ends of the seesaw, my friend, like I'm either like golden or I'm in trouble. And it's like, I'm never going to get it. Never going to get it. Yeah. It's the so worst. you're driving and you're putting. Or what need to be worked on? Yeah, I, I saw this like five hundred dollar putting piece of equipment um, on online, and it apparently gives you all. It's like the best putting simulator out there. So might check into that. You know, I just want a fantasy football. Might as well just spend it on something. Oh, that's not a bad thought at all. I, listen, it's it'll solve everything, right? I mean, I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I'm sure they've got a great return policy. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I always wonder about like those sorts of like those like game improvement things or like the training aids or whatever. Like you got to be pretty careful with how you word your like your your warranty or your guarantees or anything like like like, oh, 90 day sat like satisfaction guarantee or whatever. Like, oh, well, like I'm not a better putter after 90 days. So dude, give me my money back. Kev, let me I'll take this in the other way. I uh, Jack obviously big friend of the pod sent um, me this picture of these shoes. They're custom made um, Augusta national golf cleats. Are those um, Bubba Watson's? No, uh, they just, they, um, they oh, put wow, like those are cool. a legit graphic on them. Like they're, they're yeah. sick. They're $550. Um, they're Jordans. Oh. What size are they? Um, no, they, they custom made. So you send them a shoe that fits you they'll put it so like it's an elaborate thing like you're gonna get shoes that perfectly fit you but like would you ever really wear those on the course no Question. i would never wear yeah, them. no so like I, I i couldn't rationalize that and then like i was looking on the website and i'm not going to say who it is because i don't want to cause any issues but like legit oh so these are air jordan fours that they're putting these into golf shoes they're, yeah. they're they're sick don't get me wrong but it says pricing is subject to go up after purchase has been accepted if demand goes up i'm sorry what so i agree to pay 550 and then before you ship them to me you say they're 850 and there's no refunds ah like i didn't like that i didn't like that that's like um i forget what it it might be like horse racing or something like that you can like put a bet in at certain odds and the odds can change after you put your bet like so yeah you put that's your bet in, like that's horse shit no pun yeah. intended do you know what i'm talking about i don't know if it's horse no racing. It's, it's i i couldn't like imagine that. a bet that would change like as a gambler like i could right. never imagine because that's the point of like betting something early is you lock in your number exactly um, yeah i forget it what it definitely I, I don't think it would be horse racing no, I'm trying to, it was something weird. And I, somebody said that to me. I was like, I don't know if I believe that, but, and honestly, like maybe I, 
maybe that person was lying to me. But, but I, I like it seems like oh I guess it's legal because you told me that the price can go up. Like this isn't a final price. Like yeah, I feel like, like I that's never... a loophole. Like I I don't know. But once for hold on, let's be honest. There's no way I was spending five hundred fifty dollars on golf shoes that I couldn't wear. No, 100%. they would look sick though in a display case. Yeah, dude. I always think like I always see these like sick like this, like particularly Jordans or like these just really nice golf shoes, and I'm like, if I'm gonna spend a lot of money on golf shoes, it better be because like they're really good quality and they're gonna last me forever. Like I'm not gonna spend five hundred bucks on a pair of shoes. Like I, I wouldn't spend that much anyway, but like. I wouldn't spend $200 on a pair of shoes unless they were a really good quality shoe. That's going to like last me forever. And like, I don't even want to get the Jordans forever. Like, golf golf's going to get your shoes dirty. You're walking around on dirt stands, like oh. mud. Like, and these are on. background of white shoe. I mean, they've like the, yeah, like essentially it's a white shoe. Um, yeah. You're not. Well, also these could be worn on like a professional golf course, like a dry course in Florida. Like the, Oh yeah, and like you know I think I mean? a lot of like, what I'm saying has to do with where we live. Yeah, like, for sure. We don't live yeah. like if Shitty we live climate. in Arizona, or maybe not. Arizona might even be a good example because I'm sure it's super dusty and like your shoes would get fucked up. But like, if you live in the nice dry Southern California, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'd get in like a nice pair of shoes like that, and I'd, I'd wear them to play. But like, I feel like no matter how long it hasn't rained, the course I play at is always fucking soaking wet. Yeah, I will say though. I think $200 is a perfect shoe. I, like the Pumas that I got this year, they were just under that price point. The comfort is just there. I mean, every pair of Pumas I have are, are comfortable. Oh yeah. I feel like I've, I've bought in the 59 99 pair of shoes and they, there is a difference. Like, Oh yeah. Like I'll get like an $80 pair of spikeless shoes just to have like, I'll like walk nine on a weekday, but like, my like new foot joys that I got this year, like the black ones, I think you've probably seen me wear mm-hmm. them. They're like, they're nice. Like they are completely water. Like I could walk through a puddle and on one and like my feet would not be wet the entire day. Yeah. Same. Um, but like they get dirty. Like I, like I am walking through like wet grass and mud and like going through the sand and shit. Like, and that's why I said the 200. Cause I could, they're about that mark too. And I think that you're, I agree. Like that's the point where like you're spending enough that you're going to get good quality shoes but you're also not i don't know like the jordans make no sense to me that's more what i'm getting at i returned mine i remember i bought them and yeah i i didn't like the way they they fit i didn't i and i was like you know what it's cool so yeah yeah i and also like i still barely wear the air i I barely wore the air max golf shoes that i bought i've worn this is true i've worn the the air max golf shoes more as shoes then I've worn them golfing. Yeah, I believe that. They're still, I mean, they're still super comfortable. Um, but I just, I was in like a, a shoe buying frenzy last year. I, I don't know what, what took over me. Um, yeah. Are you more of a, your Pumas are spiked, right? They are. Um, but I, I do have spike, like the Air Maxes are spikeless. Right. Do you have a preference? Um, so like looks aside, like if you like just like talking like oh like if I had to only wear one for the rest of my life, just as, from like a golf performance standpoint. Oh, if I could only choose one, then it would be spikes, just because yeah. I slip if they're like 
even you know do at 6 a.m 6 30 in the morning like the ground is going to be wet enough where like i'm i could slip that easily someone could say well you need to work on your core you need better balance you need to and those are all very true yes um, but i need thanks kev um but i need the spikes um i think they help i i 100 i'm the exact same way like i i slip like crazy i also do like I don't know, for whatever reason, I personally use like the ground a lot in my swing. Like if you watch me hit a ball and then I walk away and you just go to where I was standing, like you can yeah. see my feet in the ground. You know what I mean? Like I like rip the grass kind of thing. Yeah, so, greenskeepers keepers like, hate you. Definitely. But like with a spike, like I just like I feel like I half the time I swing, I just slip out. I had a freaking, I might've mentioned this on the podcast. I was playing golf with a kid and he complimented my foot joy shoes. He's like, Oh, those are really nice. I used to wear spike shoes, but I had to stop getting them because I swing so hard. The spikes kept ripping. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. That was the same kid that said he was like a two handicap or something ridiculous like that. But I was like, dude, like I would think that the harder you're swinging, the more you would want to have the spikes just to like, give you some grip but that, that I didn't. Not, none of that made sense uh, and just just quick for my own um when he he mentioned he was a two handicap did you ask or did he just offer that i definitely didn't ask yeah i knew you wouldn't um i just i do find it interesting because I, I it's happened to me a boatload on the golf course as well where you just get paired up with some or listen we get paired up with people all the time because you know that's that's the way we do things. Um, yeah. And I can't tell you how many times you paired up with somebody and say they hit a, a good drive down the middle of the fairway and then they just shank their second shot and like get up, uh, don't make the par, but like bogey. And then like on the next tee box, they're like telling you about why they should have made par. And like, uh, like I'm, I mean, I'm a two handicap, so like I'm used to, I'm used to this, and like I don't know what's happening today. Like I, I think I'm, and then they just start telling you all these things. Like you know, I actually just changed my stance. Um, these are new grips. Um, I also just put one extra weight in my driver head, so it the degree might be off at least half. So we're working through things. This um, pulls the wrench out mid round. Yeah, he's like, and you know, my Scotty Cameron, it's just not calibrated. And they four putt every hole, and you're like, yeah, no, yeah. you're a two. I get it. Hey, man, two all day. Want to play for money? Right. Yeah, exactly. Dude, if you're a two, you don't talk about it. You would never mention it. No. Like I would only ask someone what their handicap was if I saw them playing very well and not reacting yes. to it. Like if you're sticking greens and you're like, yeah, let's go, and then yeah. like you hit a an eight foot putt and you're like, all right, I like after I don't know nine, I might ask, or I don't know, maybe I'd wait till the end, but like just based on your reaction, if you're super pumped about every par you're getting, then I'm assume I'm going to assume that was a weird way to say that, um, that you're, you know, a mid handicapper. If every time you get a par, you're just like nod your head, pick your ball up and move on. I would hope you're single digits. Otherwise you need to fucking smile. My friend, this game, dude, it's, up. it's so funny. I was playing with these two random kids, like earlier in the season, it was probably like may. And I paired up with them on two. We probably were, um, got to like six or seven. And I was playing like 
really well. Like I was like one or two over through seven. Like I was just, I was playing really, really well. And at the time I was like probably a 12 handicap or so. And the kid asked me, he's like, Hey, if you like, if you don't mind, like, can I ask you what your handicap is? And I told him like, yeah, like I'm like a 12 and I started laughing. I was like, dude, honestly, like I'm playing out of my mind right now. Now I'm about to start playing like shit. Cause you just asked me. Oh yeah. Which is like how it works. But I think it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I find nothing I hate more is like the person on the opposite end of the spectrum that they're not a great golfer. They don't have a handicap probably. And they're, you can just like tell like they maybe play two or three times a year, maybe. And they start just being like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm usually not this bad. It's like, dude, like yeah. don't apologize to me. Like, what do I say to that? No, yeah, honestly, like most of the time I'm, I, I just like say, Oh, it's all good. No matter what, yeah. no matter what their skill level is, no matter what the previous story is, but you're, you're so right. When people are like, I, you know, I only play like three times a year, but like, it, it's usually like, I'm sorry. If you only play three times a year, you don't have enough experience per year to give me a, usually there's, there's, no, you also don't have the luxury to care about how you're playing. You shouldn't, you should like, no. What do you expect out of yourself if you play three times a year? You should expect to shoot 120. I don't know. I don't know what the rest of your life was like, but like. I play like 60 times a year and I still hate the outcome. Like I, I couldn't right. imagine what someone would think only playing less than a handful of times. No, you're absolutely right though. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's funny. It's um, some weird shit. Kev, tomorrow um, our new merch ships. We got some winter hats coming in. It's coming in tomorrow? Yeah. Or, well, no, they're shipping tomorrow, so they will be in by the weekend. Ooh, I'm excited. We got palm and no palm. I, I, we we got a I'm bunch. A palm guy. And and I, I'm palm or no palm. I'm I'm I, I don't I don't uh, I don't care either way. I look at back on the order. I bought so much shit for myself. Like Brian, what? Oh, jeez, Corny's gonna love that. But I didn't buy the $200 winter jacket that I was gonna buy. I was like, no, I don't need it. <laughs> I thank God I didn't. Oh my God. Oh, um, did, but did Courtney get it on the order or no? Uh, well, we got it. Yeah, Courtney got some stuff. We got it. Um, the baby, some stuff, got some onesies coming in. Um, also nice. ordered a ton of uh, stickers, so we'll be sending those out just for free with um with any anybody's orders. We uh, I've already put up a couple around my dartboard. Um, got one on Charlotte's car seat, just so <laughs> if I ever put that down when she's not in it, somebody tries to take it. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. It's my fucking the rough, car baby. Seat. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be uh, going to Oakwood this week for virtual golf. Um, so Kev, we're gonna uh, we're gonna be making up some rounds in the next couple weeks. Hell yeah, we definitely will. Well, I'm excited about the merch coming in. Maybe I'll try to get out for some virtual golf in lieu of your hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, looking forward to talking to you all next week. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This has been Life in the Rough, the podcast. We'll catch See you ya. next week. Woo! See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>